We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is June 13th, 2022, 10 days from the NBA draft. Jonathan Osborne here. A healthy dose of KT, producer Kevin, this week. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, Jonathan. I'm doing great. Great to be back. Back-to-back episodes. A new record for yours truly. Uh, don't get used to it, but no, I'm just kidding. Glad to be here as Luke is finalizing his journey back to Central Florida. Whole family moved, got there safely. They're getting settled, and we'll see him back on the show soon. Yep. Kevin, every single time, I know that like you know you don't love being on the show, whatever the case is. But every time we do one of these, we get like multiple comments. Like we love Kevin on the show. We want more Kevin. So just just keep that in mind. You know, the, the listeners love to hear from Kevin. So we love having you on the show. I appreciate you stepping in while Luke is is making his journey across the good old US of A. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's good to have you back. We got some exciting stuff to talk about on this episode. We want to catch up with Kevin and we haven't really gotten Kevin's take on how he feels about you know the number one pick and who he might be looking at. Um, we also got probably like the biggest piece of magic news since the draft lottery that Thursday. Jabari Smith Jr. worked out for the Orlando Magic and met with the media. Uh, we're recording this actually Friday night just because our schedule is this week kind of crazy. So if we miss anything Saturday or Sunday and you're listening to this on Monday the 13th, that is why. But before we get to that, Kevin... The Lightning win game four at home, and we said on the podcast the other day, it felt like Lightning in six. They go to Madison Square Garden, big third period, two goals in the third period, and uh, yeah, the Lightning are coming home with a chance to close out the series and go to their third straight Stanley Cup final. How are we feeling? I know it's a little weird because this episode's going to come out Monday, and so the results of game six are going to be well, well documented by then. But we said momentum is in Tampa right now. We said all I had to do was win one at MSG, and they did. So they got a chance, game six, to win it at home, go to their third straight Stanley Cup final. We'll see what happens. Like I said, as you're listening to this, you already know what happens. Hopefully they've done it. If not, they've got a game seven at MSG, which is tough. This group but, has uh, done it before. I was about to say, this has been done before. That's right, at MSG. Um, but the weird thing is right now is that uh, Tuesday night is supposed to be Game 7 at MSG. Justin Bieber has a concert scheduled at MSG Did you hear about night. Bieber today? Does no, he, I didn't. He no longer has a show scheduled for Ooh, Tuesday night. Oh, they pushed it. No, 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 no. What? It's unfortunate, actually. He's oh, got no. some kind of virus oh, um, that is affecting like his ear, and it's paralyzing one side of his face. Oh, what? It's called it's like Ramsey something syndrome. Whoa. Go to his Instagram. And, and we're believers here, folks. Bieber is fire. I don't care what he says. Absolutely. Go to his Instagram right now. There's like a two-minute long video. He literally cannot move one side of his face. The The eye on that side cannot blink. And when he moves his eye, the other eye tracks, but it 
like lags behind if that Whoa. makes sense yeah so I everything that. that i've read says that it is like treatable but he's like canceled quite a few shows is my understanding wow i'm i it's totally missed scary. that i yeah i mean there's a joke yeah. in there somewhere about you know commissioner gary bettman maybe poisoning him with something so as to not conflict with game seven but you know that dude's that dude's weird but anyway kevin uh, is a morbid guy yeah that's true i am <laughs> but no i hadn't seen that dude that's crazy yeah. man poor beebs man we can't have that face be ruined come on now yeah, I mean, his his voice still sounds the same, so I don't even... But while you got all that kind of stuff going on, it's best to yeah. just rest up and, and take care of that. So, yeah, that will not conflict not anymore. with uh, potential Game go. 7. But hopefully we don't need it. Hopefully we don't need it. But like we said, you know, 2015, now it was Henrik Lundqvist at the time, you know, a little bit different goaltender. But it's so funny that the the, the Lightning go up 1-0 and Rangers fans are chanting, like, you know, Igor's better. The even the ESPN announcers are talking about, oh, you know, tonight, you know, Igor has been the better goal. It's like it's one to zero, and if it wasn't for the posts, this game might be, you know, two to two to one. Yep. So, but yeah, uh, it still doesn't sound like there's going to be any Braden Point in this series or anytime soon. I know we've heard about him hitting the ice before the games and stuff, but right. uh, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, that was a a, a great game. That was fun. Sergachev, you know, yeah. unlikely hero, but uh, two goals. Yeah. In uh, in, in game five, and the Bolts are coming back home. It's gonna be like their 280th consecutive sellout. Yeah, I think the last one was 282. So it'll be two. It's really weird man. for you know a team that doesn't play in a hockey town. Yeah. 280 something yeah, consecutive have, sellouts. Yeah, not a great hockey atmosphere if you ask Mike Wilbon. So whatever. Unbelievable. Clown. All right, Kevin. Another thing that I wanted to talk about. I know you haven't had the opportunity to watch it yet, but Hustle came out, uh, the new Netflix movie with Adam Sandler, uh, starring Adam Sandler and Juancho Hernan Gomez of the, what team is he playing for now? I think he's playing for the Denver Nuggets, but the cameos in this movie, like Kenny, the Jets Smith, the whole like inside the NBA cast makes a cameo, but Kenny actually has a, a pretty significant role in the movie. Uh, Boban, Luca, Trey Young, um, our own Moritz Wagner. We'll talk about that in just a second. He's in the movie. Aaron Gordon, um, right? Aaron Gordon's in it. Just like there's probably a like a solid cameo. You're like, hey, I know. Like Drew Hanlon is in it. The Pure Sweat. Like he's one of the most popular, you know, trainers amongst the NBA guys. He's in it. Um, Willie Hernan Gomez is in it. There's actually a pretty funny scene where um, Wancho's character, his name is Bo Cruz, where Bo goes to work out with some of the Spanish professional guys. And Willie, his brother, is one of the guys on the Spanish national team. Jose Calderon's also in it. I was like, oh, wow. that's kind of funny. It's, I mean, it's his brother. They actually know each other in right. real life. But Isn't it's like all, the professor on there too, right? The professor, some of the yeah. and one guys are in it. Yep. Yeah. It's it's really, really, really great. I mean, like Dr. J's in it. Wow. Um, Anthony Edwards is in it. Plays a pretty significant role. He's like the main antagonist of the movie. <laughs> nice. And it's just phenomenal. Like, just the trash talking, getting inside like the main character's head, just really did a great job in that movie. Um, Tobias Harris is in it. Okay. Um, Matisse Thybul, Tyrese Maxey, Seth Curry, basically like the whole Philadelphia 76ers starting five <laughs> outside of Embiid. Yeah. I know you haven't seen the movie, Kevin, but essentially the plot is Adam Sandler is a scout for the Philadelphia 76ers. And um, in the beginning of the movie, he's in Germany. He's scouting this guy who is projected to be the number one overall pick. They're calling this guy the German MJ. I forget what his first name is, but his last name is Haas. And Moritz Wagner plays this character. And Adam Sandler's character, sorry, folks, this is spoilers. Sorry if you haven't seen the movie. You might want to skip ahead a few minutes. But Adam Sandler like knows that there's something about this guy that the Sixers should not draft him. And he's in the scouting room, he's in the war room, he's telling the organization, like, don't draft this guy. And they end up drafting him, and he ends up being a massive bust. So it was a really bad omen for an Orlando Magic player to be in this movie, be the number one overall pick in the draft, and be a bust. When I saw that, I was like, this is not cool, Yikes. you know, two and a half weeks away from the draft. I'm not feeling this. Mm. But And a... And a um basically seven foot light skin center you know that kind of thing 
Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, Chet Holmgren is is uh, it's a different frame, right? I think, yeah, but yeah. Uh, if that's the the case, you know, it's just uh, it's completely it doesn't mean anything whatsoever. Right. It's fiction, but it's just know. a crazy that is coincidence. Crazy, that really and is. I saw that I was like I just two and a half weeks away from the draft this does not feel right I'm not okay with this yeah so here's my question for you I, like you said I haven't seen it yet so I can't speak to this but a lot of basketball movies have been made over the years I'm not necessarily asking you know for you to rank it with some of the greats but like mm. is it is it up there like is it a good movie like you know it's a good movie yeah my understanding is that like the the plot and like the story was written by the same guy that does a lot of the like my player in 2K stories, which can be like very generic and cheesy. Yeah. And there is an element of that to this movie. Hmm. I would give it like just as an overall film, like a solid B minus maybe. I didn't think the plot was incredible. Um, Wancho has some really strong moments as the main character, but he also has some other moments where it's like, okay, like. The, the the disbelief has now been kind of suspended a little bit. Yeah. But the cameos in the movie is, is to me is like really the like the hallmark of the movie. It's just every five minutes you're like, oh I know that guy. Oh no, I know that guy. Yeah. Oh, they got that guy. Like it's that the whole movie, which keeps it really fun. If you're a basketball fan, it's a must watch. In my opinion, it's it's not like with the the Coach Carters or or the Hoosiers or Space even the Jam. Air Buds. You know what I mean? Right. Space yeah, Jam. Yeah, yeah. What was the other one that I was thinking about? Space Jam remember? 2. I haven't even seen Space Jam 2. Oh, okay. Have you? Uh, most of it. Not all Ooh, of it. Thoughts? Even. I was fine. Yeah. It was fine? I thought the I, preview was better than the movie. The preview got me really that's excited. That's never good. Yeah, the preview, I was like, because I was really skeptical. Cause I'm, a, I'm a huge Space Jam fan. I love the right. movie, the original. So Classic. I saw the preview, and I was like, you know what? This is actually this is going to be good. And it was fine, you know? Right. Whatever. Some people hate it. I didn't hate it necessarily. But were you a big Disney Channel original movie kid as a child? No. So you really. don't remember Full Court Miracle? I mean, I know it, but no, I no, I couldn't tell you. Luck of the about Irish. It. Nope. Nope. Never heard of that. Full Court Miracle. I always loved that movie as a kid, and like looking back, it does like a really good job of like um, explaining like Judaism a little bit and just kind of like the. Um, like the the um i guess the story of hanukkah you know mm-hmm. what i mean so yep. that i always found that pretty cool it's just a great movie you know good basketball movie but yeah hustle good movie but not like in the upper echelon of, gotcha. of basketball movies all time but gotcha. it's a fun watch if if you guys you know have i think it's like almost two hours long if you guys have two hours sit down and watch it um it's a lot of fun sweet all right, Kevin, let's talk about the night of the draft coming up on June 23rd at Harry Buffalo starting at 5 o'clock. We will be there from 5 o'clock to 6.30 just hanging out. It's going to be a pretty laid-back atmosphere. It's not going to be like the draft lottery party. We're not going crazy. Just kind of a, if you guys want to come and hang out with us before the draft, we're going to be there hanging out, having food, maybe a cold one. But if you guys want to come out, we're going to hang out there until 6.30, then walk over to the Amway Center we're going to sit in section 106 at the draft party. All try to sit together, enjoy the pick together. We'll cheer the pick, all that kind of good stuff. Kevin's going to talk more about that a little bit later. Wants to share his thoughts. But make sure you guys go download the Orlando Magic app if you don't have it already. That is where you can secure your tickets for the draft party. You won't be able to get in the building without those. They are free, but download the Magic app and go ahead and secure your tickets. Before we get into some more Orlando Magic basketball, we do have a new patron this week. Shout out to George Hoppy. He is our newest patron. Thank you so much for supporting the show and, and kind of coming alongside us and helping us do what we love to do. We shout out our new patrons like that every week. If you want a shout out like that and you want to become a patron and help support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We have three awesome tiers that you can select from a number of benefits, uh, depending on you know how much you want to help support the show. But every little bit counts. We really, really appreciate it. And then we do shout out every patron each week. Hey, the Jonathan? list is getting long. Jonathan, I'm going to interrupt you here. I've got an idea. Are you ready for this? I'm throwing I'm a curveball at you. I'm ready. I want to read the patrons today. Please can I do, do. it? Yes. I, I would welcome that. Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to read off our patrons. Thanks to the patrons. Here they are. Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Keith Garcia, Zico, Carson Tulo, our buddy Nathan Lynn, 
Ellis, Jonathan Borges, Norm L, Magic Player History, Julio, Bailey, Matt Lyman, Eric Segovia, Gabe Gaines, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salopon, Franz Goda for show, Ryan Singh, Blake Bakerstaff, The Distract, Ya Boy Dave J, Eric Randall, Pierre A, Wally Akbar, Eli, Migzor's Nostalgia and M&M's, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey Joe Thomas, Stephen Walker, Little Penny, O Magic 11, Eduardo Sanchez, BRBS Creative, Dan the Man, and our newest one, George Hoppy. Wow, that was a lot of fun. That's great. It's yeah. I, you can you can do that every week if you want. Now, like if you just want to like if you don't want to be on the show, but you just want to jump sure. in and like hit the patrons, that is totally fine with me. Hmm. And, and folks, the, the list is getting long. I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to read every every name on there. Technically, our our Patreon says like our our top tier. We will read them on every episode. But we just love you guys so much. We've been doing every single name. But just for the sake of getting through the episode in under two hours. At some point, we are going to have to like make a cutoff and make a decision there. So, uh, but seriously, appreciate your guys' support so much. It helps us do everything that we're doing, uh, and every little bit helps. So, thank you guys so much. We love you guys. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Kevin, the biggest piece of Orlando Magic news since the draft lottery We've had, you know, workouts, you know, the Magic worked out Keegan Murray. They worked out a ton of other guys kind of slated to go like late first round or maybe into the second round. But we finally got one of the guys slated to go in the top three. By all accounts, like reports, how much stock you want to put into those. That might be a separate conversation. Vegas betting odds. But by all means, this guy is the favorite right now to go number one. Jabari Smith Jr. from Auburn. Worked out with the Magic on Thursday for reports say close to two hours, which I'm not an expert, not familiar with kind of pre-draft workouts, but that is supposed to be longer than what is typical. And that met with the media afterwards. I think like I think Wendell Carter Jr., Franz Wagner, uh, Jalen Suggs, uh, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Cole Anthony. I think they were all at the like and witnessed the the workout. So um, yeah, Kevin. Did you have a chance to watch like the media availability afterwards and, and kind of what were your takeaways? Yeah, I did. Um, I, th- I think it's interesting. Uh, first off, I, what cracks me up is uh, how, the ways that people have reacted to this so far. Like You've got some people that say, oh, it was two hours. They loved him. You know, that means they just couldn't get enough of him. They wanted to. You got the other people that said two hours. Oh, that means that they 
they saw a lot wrong with his game when they were testing him out. And I was, gonna, I was like, nobody knows. Like right now, we're filling airtime. You know, these people that are saying that stuff, they're they're writing stuff for clicks and all that stuff. It's just it's kind of silly season right now. So that always made me roll my eyes and and the rumors that are out there that you know I, this front office just doesn't leak things. So as long as we just we true Magic fans keep that in the forefront of our minds. Don't believe anything you read. This front office doesn't leak things. Um, but with that said, the one thing that we can see with our own eyes was the media availability, um, which went like nine minutes, 12 minutes, yeah. something like that. You know, nine minutes. pretty lengthy. Um, and so definitely watched that a couple times. Um, you know, nothing really stood out to me, you know, and he's decent interview. You know, it's also got to remember he's 19 years old. And so he fielded questions well. Um, my favorite part was someone asked if he was nervous and he was like, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't like, which I love. That's great. You know, he should have been nervous, you know, uh, his first, by the way, this was his first of only two, uh, workouts. He said, this was first one. The only other one he's going to do is OKC, which I find interesting that he wouldn't also go to Houston at least, but, um, got a a lot of confidence that he's going to go in the top two. Um, but yeah, so I love that answer. Loved hearing him be honest about that. Like I said, should be nervous, not only because it's his first pro day, but this is the number one pick and, uh, the team with the number one overall, overall pick, I mean, and, uh, so every player wants that, you know, that title, you know, being first overall. And so that was cool. I loved him talking about, like you mentioned, the guys that were there, um, you know, kind of, you know, hanging out with him, you know, at, at the workout and kind of treating him like one of the guys, they didn't just blow him off. You know, he, he mentioned that and stuff. So that was kind of cool, but yeah, all in all, you know, good media availability, obviously wish that we could have seen the actual workout, but that'll never happen, uh, unless we draft him and then maybe someday that footage will be released. But, uh, but all in all, it was pretty good stuff. Yeah, I saw today that uh, Nikola Jovic worked out for the Denver Nuggets, and they actually posted some of his workout footage. So I'm like, interesting. Part of me, like a real small part of me, wishes the Magic would do that because, like, you just get like a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, right? Um, but overwhelmingly, I'm happy that they don't leak anything because it does not benefit them at all to do that. It, it makes us happy because we like to see more stuff, but it, it there's no good that can come out of it from the Magic to to leak that. You right. Know what I mean, um, if he they post the video and he does really poorly maybe they lose some leverage trying to trade out a you know number one yep. if he you know does really really well i mean that, that's great but you know maybe other teams are just like no you guys can take that guy we're gonna draft our guy you know so it doesn't it doesn't really do anything for them i want to play devil's advocate just a little bit here with you kevin um just because like listening to i i try to pick up on like context clues in terms of like maybe that's how went the how the workout went then when they asked him, you know, were you nervous? Oh, yeah, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous. And then they were asked him a question about Jamal Mosley, like, hey, like, you know, how did he interact with you during the workout? And he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm a I'm a perfectionist. And, you know, I, I get really down on myself after a miss. And he was just telling me, oh, don't worry about it. You know, just have fun. So those two, I'm like, hmm, maybe the workout didn't go that well. Mm. Is there anything to that? I mean, there is now. You know, I hadn't really... <laughs> Hadn't really heard it that way, but now that you say that, you know, so you're saying maybe maybe he had a lot of misses, and so Jamal had to keep picking up, you know, that's interesting. The one the one uh, you know thing that I saw that was like not a red flag, but it was like a I had a hint of orange on the flag, and this is this is stupid. This is kind of the silly season stuff I'm talking about. When the, one of the questions was, could you um, could you see this being home? Like, could you see this being your place? And there was like a pause. Like it wasn't like uh, oh hundred yeah. percent. It was yeah. like uh yeah yeah I can. T-. I was just like. You know, but again, we're we're nitpicking. It's dumb, but to, yeah, I I I thought that as well. But I've just to be perfectly honest, I listened to it like five times just because <laughs> you know I, I'm just trying to pick up on like every little yeah. nugget that I could. Like after like the third or fourth time, I just took that as like he didn't want to just be like, oh yeah, definitely. Like yeah, I like I want to be here. I don't want to be anywhere else, kind of thing. Because he does still have to have the other workout with OKC, mm-hmm. and you don't want to make it seem like you don't want to be in OKC. Like if he ends up there. You kind of get off on the wrong foot with the fans if it was like, oh, no, I only wanted to be in Orlando, and now I'm just kind of stuck here. Right. And, and again, only 19 years old. Obviously, his father being in the NBA, he is kind of that professionalism has been passed down, and he's been kind of groomed to know how to talk to the media probably from a young age when he started to get a lot of recognition as a basketball player. So he's been coached up on some of this stuff that I think. Um but yeah, the thing that I thought was cool about the guys being there and about them kind of interacting with him is the night that we get the number one pick, Wendell takes to Instagram and is like, man, whoever the pick is, we're going to welcome you with open arms. And it's something, it's one thing to say that. It's another thing to actually do it. You're at the lottery, like the lottery pick 
draft workout, a guy who like ultimately some of these guys are going to be competing for minutes with, mm-hmm. and you're there like talking to him, making him feel welcome. Sound like they were even like motivating him like throughout the workout and stuff. That's a lot of NBA talk is about culture and it's a, it's kind of a buzzword. Everybody says it, but in my opinion, and we're a lot closer to the team than, than a lot of people, but it's a, it's real. Like the culture that we are building here in Orlando is actually special. You hear people say that all the time, but we just have example after example, after example, after example of that. Now I think it's it's got we've got to be coming up on a year of Jamal Mosley being hired, mm-hmm. and it seems like from that point, the culture really started to change. Not that it was bad before; this was not like a toxic environment. But Jamal Mosley and the coaching staff and the guys, the players that we brought in, everybody's buying in, and the culture is really changing here in Orlando. So it was super encouraging to hear that. Um, when asked about kind of what separates him from some of these other draft picks. He just simply said, like, it's my will to win. You know, I, I feel like that's what really separates me. I just want to win more than he said. My life goal, my mission in life is to win an NBA championship. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, ooh, <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just speaking on having the team there, at least most of the team there. Um, and th- this isn't like this is a consensus number one pick type draft like we've talked about. You know, it's one thing if it's like a LeBron draft and you're like, OK, this is the guy we're going to draft. Let's send everybody, all the teammates, come in for the workout. This is going to be your future teammate, so might as well start now. It's not one of those things, you know. I guarantee you John and Jeff aren't telling the guys right now who they're going to draft. And so they just presented an opportunity. Hey, Jabari's coming. We'd love for you to be there. And then that that's the number of guys that showed up. Now, uh, talking about guys that are poking holes and, and, you know, coming up with theories, now, when Chet and uh, Paolo have their workouts this week, we need to keep tabs of how many guys are Jaylen there. Jalen Suggs will absolutely be there for 100%, Chet, 100%. Of course. Of course, yeah. And Wendell will probably be there for Paolo, like a Duke connection, you know. But, I don't um, think Chuma was there at Jabari's. I'm not saying that's anything, but if, if I would have no, guessed anybody would be there, that would have been right. my guess. You know, the he at least wasn't connection. listed. I don't know a couple right. people said, you know, just because we didn't see him doesn't mean he wasn't there. But That's true. Um. But you're right, yeah. You know, he might be out. Um, might be maybe he's recording a new record, maybe a new album. There's always that chance he could be filming music videos. You yep. know, all, all kinds of things with a uh, with, with Big Chum there. But yeah, yeah, it was just exciting to know that. Okay, we are starting to get these guys in the building. Um, like you said, he mentioned he was going to work out for you know the Magic and, and OKC. I think that is more just like there's no way he slips past three. Sure. So he, you know, he's just trying to go as high as possible. If he's not one, he's going to be two. I don't see any scenario that he slips past three. I'm sure no. his agent has told him that as well. So it's like, you know, thanks for the invite, Houston. But you know, if if you guys are where we end up, we'll be happy. But you right. know, there's no way he slips past that. So I kind of guess get why he might not be working out with them. But it sounds like you know Chet and and Powell are going to be sometime this week. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Um, I'm going to really be looking to see how long those workouts go. Because mm. if both of those guys are just like an hour, then like then the pot thickens. And then it's like, yeah. okay, they either really love Jabari or they really hated Jabari. Yep. So to me, that will tell us something. Sure. If those if those workouts are, are shorter than his. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, once again, I'm kind of we're kind of falling into the same trap in some ways. This is silly season and we're just trying to find well, anything and everything. What the heck else are we going to talk well, about? Well, I Kevin? know, I know, but I'm saying, but you're 100% right. Like if if it comes out that, you know, Chet was 45 minutes and Paolo was three hours and you had Jabari at two, it's like, what the heck does that mean? Yeah, you know? so, I think it doesn't mean anything yet. Right. Once we have a bigger sample size, we could start to piece mm-hmm. some things together. And, that, and that's another thing I, I, I was wondering earlier today is like, especially for guys like John and Jeff and Matt Lloyd, who was a part of this process, obviously up until, you know, a week ago or whatever it was and their whole team, they've been working on this draft class for a long time. You know, it's not like they waited for the lottery. And it's like, Oh, let's figure out who we want to draft. So I'm, I've always been curious, like how much do these workouts really play into the right. choice? You know, I, in my mind, I'm assuming it's like 97.4% has already been done. And it's like this little workout is maybe like 2.6% of their grade or something like that. You know, it's like maybe it can bump you from a B to an A, 
But outside of that, it's like I, I really don't know how much they play into the actual draft process other than the, the biggest one is the face-to-face interaction, like the personality and the character and like how they would fit chemistry-wise with the team. That's the biggest thing I think they probably get out of these workouts. But as far as like their their abilities – you know, with the basketball or on defense or whatever, they pretty much, I would assume, know what they have. But that's that's just kind of something I was thinking about. But that's that'll be interesting to see later if if they talk about you know if that workout influenced their their decision with the pick. I was thinking about this earlier too, and I think maybe there's an element of just like okay, this is probably the most high pressure basketball situation this kid has ever been in. It's essentially a, a job interview to be the number one pick just to see how he deals with that pressure. Like if he completely bombs and is like throwing up, blah, 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 blah. But Dante talked about this. He actually just made an appearance on the Orlando Magic UK podcast. He was saying like 15 years ago, they worked out some kid in the draft and he was like thrown up and just like literally could not get through the workout. He was so nervous. And that guy went on to become a Hall of Famer. So he didn't drop any names of who it was, but it's just interesting that Sometimes the workouts can go really poorly and it doesn't actually end up meaning anything in terms of like the player Raptors fans. Whenever we start talking about Scotty Barnes and Jalen Suggs and they like to disparage Jalen Suggs, they, they try to point to the fact that there is rumors. I don't even know if it's actually really been reported, but rumors that Jalen Suggs performed very poorly shooting the basketball in his uh, workout with the Raptors. And we now know that the Raptors are the only team that Jalen Suggs worked out with. Uh, you know, he didn't work out with any of the top three last year, Detroit, Houston, or Cleveland. Toronto was the only team that he worked out for. And they say, oh, he purposely threw the workout because he didn't want to be here. That's why we hate him. That's why we don't like him. And I'm just like, look at the season he just had. He shot 21% from three. What makes you, you think he did that the whole season on purpose because he didn't want to play for the Raptors? Right. Like, get over yourselves. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's good. I would love to know like you said, how much of the workout actually plays into maybe if guys are like super close and they're having a hard time deciding between one guy or the other, right. Then maybe the workouts really do come into play. But I think I probably would be similar to your thinking that most of the work is already done. This is more about just like getting the guy in the building and and, and finding out what he's really like in that kind of environment. See if he's coachable, you know, see how he interacts with, you know, the, the staff in the building and not necessarily like the basketball op side, but like, the people in the cafeteria and, and the coaches and stuff like that. Like what kind of person is he? I yeah, think this, especially with this front office, it's it's probably a lot of that. That's what I was going to say, especially with this front office, especially with this organization, even predating this front office, this organization has always um, had a very high emphasis on high character guys. Um, they, they just don't draft guys with baggage. Like they just really don't for better or worse. We've missed out on some guys, you know, basketball wise, because of that, you know, ever since, you know, this franchise has been around really. And so, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's probably the biggest thing they, they look for in, in these workouts, but we got a couple more coming this week. So that'll be interesting. Now, Kevin, I want to, I want to kind of pivot and talk about your feelings about the pick. One thing that just came to mind is you brought that up and I've been thinking about this just kind of randomly over the last few days, you know, Nobody really knows what the Magic are going to do, but it always feels like Vegas kind of has an idea of what a team is going to do or the outcome of a, a certain event. Paolo Bancaro is like far behind Jabari and Chet. Jabari, you know, last I checked, was like minus 400. Chet was like plus 350. Paolo was like plus 2,500. So far behind the other two in terms of odds. One instance that happened this year while he was at Duke was the issue with Shashevsky's grandson and Paolo being in the car while Shashevsky's grandson was driving under the influence of alcohol, that kind of run in that they had with, you know, the 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 um the police there in Durham. Do you think potentially that is we always talk about if these guys have baggage, if they're not high character guys, I was like how could he be so far behind these other two? And that's one of the only things that can think to can come to mind. I honestly, I don't think it is a big factor, but that I'm just trying to grasp how they think he is such like a, a far third, you know, choice for the magic. Yeah. I, I would, I would find that hard to believe that that is the thing that has influenced Vegas. Um, maybe that's something that influences the front office. I still like, I still, and, and it's hard. I'm conflicted because Vegas always knows like, that's just, yeah. that's just 
that's why they're so good at what they do. Someone asked me on Twitter, sorry to interrupt you. Somebody asked me on Twitter, is Vegas ever right? And I, I said, it's an entire major city built on people losing their money betting. Right. They are right most of the time. That's how they make money. It's a multi-hundred billion dollar industry because they get it right, you know? Um, but like that that's where I'm so conflicted is like I know Vegas gets it right, but I also know this front office doesn't leak. So how is Vegas so confident right. in this pick when I'm I'm still convinced that this front office has not leaked a word to anyone about what they're gonna do? So uh, that's where I feel super conflicted. But to answer your question, I, I would have I would have a hard time believing that, that has influenced Vegas. But like you, I'm I'm shocked at the gap between Jabari right. and Paolo. It just well, blows my mind. My thinking, and again, it doesn't make sense because they don't leak anything. But if Vegas is adjusting those odds because they know somehow how the front office feels about like that kind of incident. We're getting way deeper into this than I yeah. wanted to. It is most likely completely insignificant. But it's the dead part of the season before the draft, and I'm just racking my brain about this stuff kind of all day long, and now that is what is spilling out. But Kevin, Luke and I, we've been talking about this for the last you know four or five weeks now. We've had a ton of guests on the show talking about this. We've kind of run through our feelings about the number one pick a million times, it feels like, at this point. We have not heard your thoughts or kind of your thought process and how you're feeling about the number one pick, so... I wanted to take this opportunity to ask you, Kevin, where are you at uh, right now? Yeah, I'm going to give um, an answer that not a lot of people are going to like. I just, I don't know. Like, I'm so torn. I thought you were going to say Shade and Sharp at one. I should have. No, I'm kidding. I should have. Um, I'm so torn, Jonathan, just because n- none of these three guys, I don't look at them and I go, that's the guy. Like, I, I haven't experienced that yet. And that's probably a good thing because in the past I have experienced that and it hasn't worked out. You know, like I thought Mario Hazonia, I thought that was a great Kroby. pick. I was like, Kroby, like, man, this guy is going to be awesome. Dude, how yeah. excited did you watch that first summer league game? Of course, yeah. That was he one of the best days down. of my life. It was great. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, So all I have to say, like, I, I don't look at any of these three guys and go, oh, I want that guy. Um. But in the same vein, I'm I'm also at the point now where I just full I fully trust the front office, probably to a, a dangerous level. Like I'm just I and they could draft one of those three guys. They could draft someone not even on the radar on draft night at number one. And either way, I'm gonna be like, okay, that's the guy. I trust him. You know, for me, it pro- I don't know if it, it should I should put this all on one pick shoulders, but it's the Franz pick that just like solidified that for me. You know, they've had some good picks along the way. Um definitely had some misfortune in the injury department but the Franz pick for me I mean it was just uh, the biggest home run we've hit in a long time can I ask you a question about that really quickly because some people have countered that and saying they they just got lucky with Franz because if they would have known that he was going to be this then you take him at five no yeah I I I maybe maybe let me back up I think the only way that that, let me back up. I think the Magic knew what Franz could be. I think Franz became that earlier than even the Magic expected. Maybe I think that's the way I would look at it. That's fair. Because because I think I think the Magic obviously by drafting him eight when people expect him to go mid first round or later, the Magic knew what they were getting. But I think even Franz is ahead of their schedule. I think that's what it comes down to for me. But either way, you also have the chance at five to get a super elite talent. And I would also say there is a chance. That if Jalen Suggs goes four, that they do draft Franz at five. I'm still That's convinced fair. of that. But I think I with think, no, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think with Jalen falling, they were like, Man, we gotta risk it for the biscuit. Like we have a chance to get a a a guard and a wing, you know, with these two picks. I think they went for it. But I I genuinely think if Jalen's picked four, there's a chance that Franz goes five. I still think that. I also genuinely think that there's a chance that the magic felt like they just had this like uncovered gem that no one else knew about mm-hmm. because he has a workout with the magic. He has the magic is still have never confirmed that they had a workout with Franz Wagner, but Franz Wagner said it on like one of the all access episodes, right. like recently after he was drafted, he was saying Orlando was the only team that I worked out for. And they kept that completely under wraps. They still haven't spoken about it to this day. <laughs> so they, they promised him, they said, do not work out for anyone else. And it, we will draft you at eight. So yep. the Magic were like, 
we don't have to draft this guy at five because nobody knows about him and he didn't work out for anyone else and we're going to draft him at eight. A lot of mock drafts had him going like 10, 12, 13. So when the Magic took him at eight, people were like, whoa. Even we were like, whoa. Right. So we weren't expecting him to be there to be the pick at eight. But yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm there with you. I, I trust the front office because of the Franz pick. Yeah. Now, I'll just give my thoughts on the three guys. Um, Jabari for me, again, it's it's another one of those guys. I know Jabari is the favorite. I know Jabari is also the favorite with a lot of Magic fans too. Um, I recognize that. I think Jabari has definite potential. Obviously, like his shooting stroke is beautiful, you know, and he and he's got the ability to knock down shots from all over the place. Um, I also love his defense, and you know, all those things combined, you're like, man, you should love this guy. Um, I just I'm still not there. Like I like him for sure. Um, is he number one overall pick talent? I don't know. Uh, Chet, I think, has a ridiculous ceiling. Like, he's such a question mark. He also has a potentially low floor. Like, let's be real. He might just be a rim protector who can also, you know, uh, cut to the basket or, you know, pick and roll, occasionally pick and pop out. Um, but the <sighs> he is the most intriguing one to me because I'm like, he could, like, what he could become is so tempting. But I, I really love Paolo. Like, Paolo is a dog. Like, we do not have a, like, a primary, like, get-me-the-ball guy, and Paolo is that. And I love that about him. He's the one that I think is maybe uh, maybe would be the, the most challenging to fit with the guys that we currently have, um, you know, with guys like Jonathan Isaac and... But, but like I said, I just love the fact that you could get him the ball and he's just going to go get a bucket. Like, I love, we don't have that right now. I think some guys maybe could become that, but that's what I love about Paolo. And that's why I'm just, I just don't understand the gap between Jabari and Paolo. So, all I have to say, I don't, I still don't have a favorite. I know that's lame, but that's the honest truth. Like, I'm okay with any of those three guys. And even if the front office reaches to someone else, I'll trust them. But that's kind of where I am right now. Maybe that'll change in the next week and a half, but that's, that's kind of where I am. So we have a, a poll up on Twitter right now, and um, it's got 391 votes so far. Jabari with 52% of the vote, uh, Chet 29, and then Palo at 19. So Jabari is like by far and away the favorite, and then Chet is kind of trailing behind, and then Palo is just like being like kind of left in the dust. But I'm I again, it's no secret that I'm kind of leaning Jabari. But let me make this clear again: I like the idea of Jabari. The Jabari that we saw at Auburn is just going to be like is his floor and he's going to get a little bit better at all of those things and that's going to be him. To me, he's not the number one pick. You have to pick Jabari if you're confident that he is going to evolve in these other aspects in terms of a ball handler and as a playmaker and facilitator for others and he's going to evolve into like your primary score and he's going to become this like alpha personality. If, if you have any question marks about that, then he's not the number one pick. To me, those things, if you believe he's going to become that, then to me, you go for him. He's the safest pick. He's going to fit so well with the team. He's going to have a high ceiling. And then to me, it's it's Chet because of the things that you mentioned. Bar minimum, he is going to be an elite rim protector, like right. elite. From day one, he's going to be incredible, I think. I don't think he's ever going to put on a significant amount of weight. So if you're one of those people buying and drinking that Kool-Aid, I'm sorry to tell you, he's never going to have like this bigger frame. He's always going to be a more slender kind of guy. With Chet, it's like, what does the offensive ceiling look like? Because if you believe he's really going to be able to handle the ball and you know behind the back and cross guys over and take them off of the dribble and get to the rim, then this is a guy that we've never seen before. Like, it's I'm not going to say he's better than Kevin Durant, but that's not Kevin Durant. Like, people are comparing. Chet's handle and everything. It's, it's not Kevin Durant. No. It's something completely different, especially when you add like the rim protection. And Kevin Durant can be a great defender in his own right, but this is a very unique prospect, the likes of which we have never seen before. My concern with Chet, again, is just like the durability and can he reach that offensive ceiling? Because if not, then he's just like, I don't know, 25% better than Rudy Gobert. Right. And is that a guy that you take at number one? I don't think so. Then we go to Paolo, and Paolo is the guy that, like you said, is a dog. Just give him the ball. He can go and get a bucket. 
Some people are questioning whether he's going to be able to use that physicality at the next level. The kid is still only 19 years old. Yeah. Let's not act like this is as big as Paolo's going to get. That is right. not the case. The kid still has plenty of time to put on another 15 to 20 pounds and use that physicality. I don't think we've seen the 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 you know the 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 pinnacle of his physical and athletic ability. That is not the case. Uh, can the shooting you know improve a little bit? He had a really good stretch at the end of the season that kind of brought his numbers up a little bit, but he also had a really cold stretch right before that. So the 33%, I'm pretty confident that's where he is at least the end of the season at Duke. Now, has he improved on that since losing in the Final Four to my North Carolina Tar Heels? That is very possible. With Paolo, a lot of people are questioning like the defense. I see the capabilities there for him to be a solid defender. I don't think he's going to be this turnstile that a lot of people seem to think. I, that doesn't make any sense to me, especially if he ends up with a team like the Magic with the coaching staff and the culture that we have. So I am literally okay with anyone in the top three. I, my preference is Jabari. My heart says Jabari, but it's the idea that he is going to evolve into this type. And I'm trusting John and Jeff to make that decision. If they don't pick Jabari, I'm going to say, okay, he's not going to evolve into that. So he's not the number one pick. And we're going to rock with whoever the guy is at one. Yeah, that's that's where I am. Because all the question marks that we have for all three of those guys, the, the magic front office is going to draft based on their assumptions that they are going to improve in those areas, right? I mean, you talk about Jabari and Chet. If, if Chet is drafted number one, they're going to say, okay, uh, we're drafting him number one because we believe, well, first off, we know he's a great defender, but because we, we're drafting number one because we believe that he can evolve into a great playmaker, ball handler, primary guy, whatever, and same thing with Paolo, except Paolo's would be more so, can he can his, his range be extended consistently, and can he play at least decent defense and not just because of the culture of defense that we have, but our personnel as well. Like there are a ton of great defenders now surrounding whoever this pick is, you know, it could be Jonathan Isaac and Wendell Carter Jr. Franz Wagner, you know, whoever Jalen Suggs, Markel Fultz, you know, line him up with whoever you want. Uh, You could potentially kind of, you know, I don't want to say hide him, you know, because I don't think he's that bad of a defender, at least not right now. Um, But either way, I, like I said, full trust in the front office, I'm I'm excited for the mystery of this. Like this is kind of fun. I hate that you know we still have to wait so many days, but the mystery of not knowing who we're gonna have is kind of fun. Um, yeah, I think it may be a little more fun than a surefire number one pick. Now, obviously, I'd rather it be a LeBron or something where it's like you know he's gonna be a goat. But um, this is still fun. I like the I like the banter on Twitter and stuff as long as it stays you know clean and and non toxic. There's been some toxic stuff out there, but. Uh, uh, but all in all, a lot of fun, and we'll see how it shakes out on draft night. One thing, and I don't just keep ringing the Jabari bell, but I think one thing people are not talking about Jabari enough because he is such a great shooter and he is just so dynamic offensively is the kid is a legitimate defender. Yeah, like absolutely. You put this guy next to Jonathan Isaac or Wendell or, or Franz Wagner with Jalen Suggs and Markel Fultz. Like if we, to me, if we draft Chet or we draft Jabari – I am not going to accept anything less than a top 10 defensive team. Right. Anything outside of that is a failure. And I think it would not be difficult for this team to end up top five defensively in the league with that personnel. Right. That is to me, like you can put that up up against any defensive personnel in the league with that kind of squad. Yeah. Especially because I mean, I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but they ended up, I want to say top 15 last year or close to it. It Definitely by down the stretch, they were in the top 15 in the last couple months of the season. I remember that, but I remember their, their defensive numbers kind of skyrocketed overall um, as the season went on. I know Jonathan's looking it up right now, but either way, um, those guys absolutely like, especially, I mean, yeah, Chet and Jabari, Jabari perimeter defense is legit. Like, and the idea of pairing him with like Jonathan Isaac, they could switch everything, everything. They could switch every positions, all five positions, him and Jonathan Isaac, which would be a lot of fun. Um, those that definitely does excite me. And like like we talked about earlier, Paolo's defense for me is not a super huge concern. I think he has a lot of other pros that potentially outweigh it. But in this era, having guys that can do both is super important. So definitely Jabari and Chet um, kind of lead the way in that category. All right, so the Magic, and you're right, I was looking it up. The Magic actually finished 19th on the year in terms of defensive rating. But for the better part of like the first half of the season, Kevin, they were like 26th, 27th in defensive rating. From 
uh, January 1st to the end of the season, they were top 10. They finished 10th in the league over See? that stretch in defensive rating. So to me, that you add one of those guys, Jabari yep. or Chet, and 10 should be the floor. Like, right. Add, add Jabari and Chet, healthy Markel, and a J.I. Yeah. 10's the floor. Well, Jabari or Chet. I would love to add them well, both. Sorry, yes. Jabari, I would love Chet, to add them both. One of them, Markel, J.I., yeah, 10 is the floor for sure. Yeah, so you say it's fun. It's anxiety-inducing for me. <laughs> like, thinking of who the pick is going to be and just, like, I know there's going to be a part of me that is going to be slightly disappointed if it's not Jabari because I just, like, I like the kid. I like the way he, he plays. Um, Out of the three, his game is probably the most similar to mine in real life, and I always kind of gravitate, oh, gravitate really? towards those kind of players. Interesting. I'm a sniper, bro. That's what I do. Okay. My handles are, you know, they're okay. I'm not anywhere near the defender, but that that's my thing. Like I, I've always been one of the smaller guys on the court, and if you want to stay on the court at the rec as a small guy, you got to be able to shoot the ball. You're you know not what wrong. I'm saying? Yeah. And, of course, the Magic have needed a shooter for 10 years. So, yeah, I like the idea. There will be a, a small part of me that is going to be disappointed. I'm not going to uh, lie about that, but I am still going to act accordingly no matter who the pick is. And I think this is a, a good segue for for you to kind of take over the conversation here. Yeah, we uh, we started this this campaign at the six man show. Came from a conversation that the three of us had. Uh, Kevin we... drove the conversation. Let's let's be honest. Okay. Well, I I was just thinking about the fact that over the years, you know, we watch the different drafts, and ESPN comes on, and sometimes they'll even have a camera, like it's a watch party or something, and. I was like, man, we're gonna have the number one number one overall pick, and so all the eyes are are gonna be on Orlando specifically. All the eyes are gonna be on Amway Center. And I was like, man, with all some of the toxic stuff we've seen on Twitter and some of the really strong opinions, which are great. Opinions are great. Let's be very clear. I would just hate for the Magic to draft someone that maybe was a surprise, maybe wasn't the popular pick, maybe wasn't the favorite, and to get a negative reaction at Amway. For multiple reasons. Number one, because of the national opinion. Like, I don't want, like we said, I don't want to be on ESPN and, and show guys booing and, like, flicking cameras off or whatever, like at Amway. Like, I know it's extreme, but it's been done before. Like, let's be very clear. I was at the old Amway arena in 2000, what year was that, Six? Did we draft JJ? 2005 was Fraun. 2006, I think, was JJ. I was there for that. I was uh, young, but... I, 14, I guess. I I booed that pick, you know? I was like, I was not a J.J. Redick fan in college. I was a child, and I booed J.J. Redick, and he ended up becoming one of my favorite Magic players of all time. Not just because of, of you know him as a player, but because of his, his development. Like, when he first came in the league, and his first couple years in the league were tough. Like, he was not seeing the court. He was not good. But he evolved as a as a as a person, evolved as a as a body. Like he he grew his body really well. He became a better athlete and ultimately a great basketball player for the Magic and for several other teams. But I don't want us to boo for the national spotlight. But above all else, I want a positive reaction for that player because that player is gonna see it. And I would hate for their first impression with Orlando and with the Magic fan base is for them to be on Twitter or TikTok or YouTube and see people like booing him. Like, what does that do for a 19 or 20 year old young guy who's just had this amazing momentous occasion in his life and the people that are supposed to be cheering for him aren't. And in fact, they're doing the opposite. So we came out with this whole like cheer the pick campaign. And it's not because we want people to be fake. Like we don't want you to go up there and like cheer jubilantly if they pick you know, Keegan Murray at one. Like, obviously, we're going to be surprised at something like that. But also, by the way, if someone's going to surprise us, it's going to be this front office. I keep saying it. But if that happens, like, we're going to be surprised. But I just, I would be devastated if our reaction was to boo. Like, if the, if the overall reaction in the room was to boo that. We can be surprised. We can be taken back a little bit. Like, whoa, all right, Keegan Murray, let's go. Like, the the end result needs to be positive. Like, we need to be cheering for the pick, we need to be cheering for the front office. We need to trust them that this is the right move. And years down the road is our time to react negatively if it doesn't pan out. You know, I think Jeff and John know that their jobs are on the line with this pick. Like you can't get this wrong. You can't get the number one pick wrong. Um, and they know that it may not be next year, it may not be the year after that. But you know, year three, year four, year five, 
this pick doesn't pan out, it, you know, they're going to they're gonna be losing their jobs uh, by then. Um, so all that to say, this campaign came about, we just want, we want positive reaction. You know, we don't need to fake it, but we just don't want the negativity, the toxicity. Like, that's the kind of stuff that gets us on the map for all the wrong reasons. And that's the stuff we want to avoid. And so um, between Cheer the Pick and our second campaign that's coming out today that I'm starting is Put Your Phone on Do Not Disturb. Um, we're at the draft because if you spoil the pick for us, I am going to banish you. Did you guys see what happened to the Lightning show. fan at MSG? That would okay. be no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm totally That's kidding. That's a little far. I'm Jonathan. totally kidding. Uh, uh, so just a little Gosh. jokey joke. Just a little jokey yeah, joke. Okay. I don't advocate violence. I just want to no. make that clear. But we will be very disappointed in you. Yes. We won't be mad. No. We'll be so disappointed in you. Yep. So anyway, those are my two things. Yeah. Cheer the pick. And don't ruin the pick. That's what it should be. Cheer the pick. Don't ruin the pick. Don't be that guy. And we're not trying to like be like, oh, we are like the authority for all Magic fans. And you guys need to do what we say no. because it's the right thing to do. Like, no. <laughs> I welcome people disagreeing and like wanting to draft other guys. And that's totally fine. The thing that has been bothering me is the people that are like, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z if this is the pick. Like, let's just all relax. Like five weeks ago, we were all like, we just want to be in the top three. Give us Chet, Jabari, or Paolo. That's all we want. And now that we have number one, it's like, oh, forget about that. I have this argument with people all the time. Like now that we have quote unquote like adult money and whenever we're talking about food establishments and people are like, oh, Taco Bell sucks. That place is so cheap. That place is garbage. Like don't forget about how much you loved and cherished Taco Bell when you were a junior in high school and you got your check from Winn-Dixie and Taco Bell was holding you down at like 1130 at night. Like, let's not, like, beggars cannot be choosers. You appreciated it at one point. You wanted it more than anything in the world at one point. And now that we have it, we're acting like we're too good for these other guys. And we talk about, oh, we love Franz. Like, we weren't sure about the pick at the time, but I think we're all pretty happy with the pick at this point. And to me and to Kevin and to a lot of other people, it has built a lot of good faith with the fan base to where if it's not the guy that we are super excited about, we're going to say, okay. I don't, I don't know about this, but for now, we're going to trust you. And again, you don't want the players first. The, this player is living out their dream on this evening. When they are the pick, it would be really the crappiest thing in the world for them to see the fan base that they just got selected as the number one pick in the draft to, to see them booing him. That would just not be a great way to start their relationship with the fan base. So that's that's why we're trying to do what we want to do. You can want to pick whoever you want to pick. That's totally fine. You reserve your right to not go crazy if it's the pick. You reserve your right to, you know, six months from now, if they're not playing well or two years, three years, you want to call them a bus, you want to do them, whatever, that is totally fine. We're just saying for the night of the draft, while the cameras are on us, do not boo the pick. Just act appropriately at that time. That's all we're saying. And we're saying shut your freaking phones off. Absolutely, 100%. Kev, I think uh, we, we squeezed a lot of juice out of this episode. We weren't sure how we were going to do it, but <laughs> we're, we're rolling into the 50 minutes here. Do you have anything else that you want to add before we go ahead and sign off? I don't think so, man. I'm, I'm excited. The clock is ticking down. Uh, I'll be there, and I know you'll be there, and I hope everyone at home listening or watching will be there too. It'll be a fun night, a momentous night, a night for the ages one way or another. This is a big moment for the future of the franchise, um, and we hope hope to see you there. It's going to be a big part of Orlando Magic history, so don't miss it. Again, we'll be there the night of the draft at Harry Buffalo from 5 to 6.30. Walk over to Amway for the Orlando Magic draft party, sit in section 106. Not going to boo the pick. We're going to put our phones on Do Not Disturb, and we're going to have a great time. Get your tickets for free. Download the Orlando Magic app and get your draft party tickets. If you don't have them, they will not let you in the door. Kevin Tucker, round of applause, man, for stepping up during these kind of these few episodes where, where Luca's, you know, been driving across the country. So really appreciate it, man. Always love having you on. People love hearing from you. So appreciate it. Thank you so much. But for Kevin Tucker, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to the Six Man Show. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. 
follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.